0: appreciate the good singing this morning, thankful for everybody uh, that's come out to the Lord's house, Uh, whether you're inside, outside, or online. uh, We're thankful that uh, we have this opportunity to be here with us. If you want to read with us, uh, we'll be in Ezekiel chapter number 47 this morning. Ezekiel chapter number 47. And we're doing our uh, uh, (coughs) Gospel of John series uh, on Wednesday night. We've talked about this. Uh, just briefly, but uh, y'all know me well enough now, once I get something on my mind, I've got to preach on it five or nine times before I get rid of it, but uh, um, uh, we're, we're thankful for uh, this opportunity this morning, we uh, we appreciate the good spirit of God, I ask that you pray for us here for just a few minutes uh, while we uh, go through this, but like I said, we're going to read uh, several verses right here, probably, I don't know, we we. We may read the whole chapter of, of, of chapter 47, and if you're not looking at it, it's not 12 verses, uh, so, uh, and I don't preach for 10 minutes per verse, so about an hour and a half, we'll be out of here, so, uh, but we're going to take some reference this morning, uh, probably from John chapter 4, uh, as well as we'll probably flip over, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll probably uh, end the message this morning in Revelation 22, uh, uh, that's where our heart is right now this morning. So uh, we'll see how things go as we progress through this. But we want to uh, uh, we want to do the best we can with uh, the the text that God has provided this this morning. And uh, I've said this many times in previous days. I want to do a good job for the Lord uh, because He did His very best for me. Uh, so uh, we uh, as we study and look at this this morning. Uh, I, I, w- I want you to remember this theme as we talk about this. Uh, and we, you've heard us uh, uh, talk about this in our teaching and preaching uh, many, many times. <clears throat> but uh, uh, the theme of the Scripture, the theme of the Bible, uh, most often, especially in the New Testament uh, era that we live in right now, is the theme of an already but not yet. Okay? And so I want you to keep that in your mind. An already. And they're not yet, because there's there's many th- theological systems out there that uh, either uh, have to have them right now, True. or they try and put them out in the future, right. but it can never be the same. But yeah. that's the that's the beautiful harmony of the Word of God, and Jesus exemplifies this. And we're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna point you to this specifically this morning, as we can have a manifestation. Uh, of what will be right now. We can have it both ways. It already is, and it will be. Uh, And and, you know, we need to make sure that we don't lose focus of that concept in the Word of God, because I believe a lot of people, they feel like that they can't believe that, but the scripture bears out that we can. Uh, But we need, need to open ourselves to be receptive of what the Word of God says, not what somebody else tells us, not what, uh, listen, I, if you can't already tell, especially my preaching teaching the last several months, uh, I'm going to say this, I'm done with systems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of over them. Um, you know, we can systematize things and we can put things in order and I'm going to tell you, I've got, you can ask my wife, uh, when we talk about OCD, I have it, I am that, okay? Um you. Uh, and, and I'm even that way with the text, and I've tried to be that way with the text for many, many years. I've tried to systematize it, that things had to be in this specific order, but when we step back and we view the uh, the gospel and the text as a whole, uh, we see, and, and listen, I understand this, and I know this, and I know that the Bible tells us that uh, our ways are not his ways, that our thoughts are not his thoughts, that he supersedes all things, and when he looks down uh, uh, across Uh, Listen, this time scale that we have, he doesn't view it as we view it. It's not chronological. It's not systematizing. We need to take the word of God for what it says, what it means, and what the promise and the hope of the text is. But now listen, I'm going to read before we start preaching. In Ezekiel 47, the Bible uh, tells us we have a very famous prophecy here uh, of the prophet Ezekiel. Uh, But the Bible uh, begins to read in verse number one, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way to the gate northward and led me about the way. Uh, without, into the utter gate, by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, uh, there ran out waters at the right side. Now listen, I want you to pay attention uh, of the north, south, east, and west language. I want you to pay attention to the left and to the right side because uh, we see this exemplified in the New Testament literature. Uh, listen, where we have understanding of what is in the west, what is in the east, what is on the left, and what is, in the right, uh, is on the right. Listen, you need to pay attention to this. Because what Ezekiel is seeing is what John saw. So listen, the Bible tells us now, listen. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way of without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out of the waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me... Through the waters, the waters were to the ankles. And he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were uh, were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand. It was as a river that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen, waters to swim, in, a river that could not be passed over. And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. And when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were uh, very many trees on either side of the river. And I talked about trees last week. I'm not preaching on trees this morning, although we'll probably talk about it. Then he said unto me, these waters issued out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea which being brought forth into the sea the waters shall be healed okay uh, now listen now uh, that makes that gives me glory bumps just to read it so listen uh, as we think about this, now I want you to remember what we said in the outstart. Uh, when we look at this prophetic event that Ezekiel is seeing right here, we see an already not yet presence to us. Now Ezekiel is something uh, seeing something that is unfamiliar, that is new, and that he's never perceived before. And so, friends, listen, when we uh, when we go to study the New Testament uh, and we begin to see the establishment of our great High King of Heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, we see the rise of the Messiah. Uh, listen, and he inaugurates, uh, listen, his procession and his announcement to the world of who he is. We see, and we talked about this. Uh, uh, listen, I'm going to be jumping back and forth, so you'll have to listen fast, amen? Right, so listen we we get to a point in the Gospel of John. Uh, and we just talked about this here recently, but we get to a point in the Gospel of John where Jesus is coming. Uh, listen, and uh, he goes and he tells his disciples, "He said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why did he have to go through Samaria?" Uh, friends, listen. We need to understand this today uh, from the context of the Gospel. Friends, listen. I'm glad that we have a Savior who came to seek and to save wow. those which were lost. Wow. There is neither Jew nor Gentile. There is neither barbarian wow. nor Cynthia. There is no color that divides, there is no economic status, there is no social status. We are all sinners in the eyes of God. And thankfully, God commendeth His His love toward us while we were sinners. He loved us. Not only did He love us, Miss Kay, He died for us. Friends, listen. Hey. And I want to recenter, listen, the focus of faith and allegiance and believing loyalty of the church. I want to recenter that. Friends, listen, and I talked about this. We closed our message last week with this. So many people, they live frivolously. I listen, and they're so locked up and they can never find peace. Why? It's because their faith primarily is in themselves, unintentionally. And listen, there's a lot of people who say, well, well, preacher, I have my faith in Christ. Yes. Listen, but I'm going to tell you, I believe the church today has perverted our thinking because, listen, we tie with faith righteousness. We think if we don't have enough faith, then we're not righteous enough. Or we're not good enough. Listen, First John chapter 4, the Bible tells us, Not that we love God but that He first loved us and gave His Son to be the propitiation, the place of mercy for our sins. Friends, listen, we must realize today that we've come to a place, amen, that we've come to a place where we must realize that, listen, that God gives us Listen, and He enables us and He fills us. Uh, with the ability to stand under His atoning covenantal grace. I think about this often. Uh, friends, I? I was having a conversation with one of uh, my very best friends the other day on the telephone. Uh, listen, and I, I, I studied through this and I, I hate to chase rabbits, but I want to say this. When Jesus looked to the Jews and to the Israelites and He looked at them with compassion and tears in His eyes, He said, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen uh, gathers her chicks under her wings? What that representation was. Uh, Friends, listen, he was saying, how oft would I, uh, listen, if you were to stand over my atoning wings, the place of mercy, the safety, grace, love, health, and freedom. Hey, that's what the scripture is talking about when he said, if you're Free in Christ, you are free indeed. Amen. Listen, I want people. Listen, so often, listen, and I want you to hear my heart when I say this. Listen, we have unintentionally misapplied our faith. We think that we have to have a great amount of faith, but friends, listen. What it boils down to is that. Our faith needs to be primarily in Christ. But see, you know, after we get saved, we, we transition our interpretation of faith and we say that we must have faith. And what that really means is, is we must have faith in ourselves that we can do good enough to have faith in Christ, but we must first observe observe this that we must have our faith primarily in Christ. In Christ. Well, I can't. Yeah, that's the, the, Now you're catching on, right? Listen, because we are well, listen, we are strong because in our weakness He is strong. You see, friends, listen, our faith and our, listen, this is where I've been driving and driving to when we escalate Christ and we take the highest view possible that we can of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I am justified. Listen, I am justified in Him because He is justified. We are in Christ. And listen, I don't mean to divert right here, but I, I, I've got to swing back in or I'll, I'll never get done. But we, we get over here. We see the Ezekiel language. We, we see where the Bible tells us that God carries Ezekiel away. He carries him to the entrance of a temple. And at this temple, the Bible tells us that Ezekiel begins to have a vision. And the vision that he has is a, is of a high king that is sitting on the throne in his temple. And then he sees water's issue. Friends, listen to me. When we, when we see this, we must, of necessity, and I promise you I, I'm going to work my way through this as quickly as I can. But listen, when we when we see waters, our minds must immediately go back to Eden. What was in Eden? Well, in Eden we find the four fountainheads of all things. Right? right? Listen. And I'm not preaching on the four fountains this morning, but listen, what we need to understand is, is all these things are pictures of Eden. We need, we need to understand that what already was will be again. You see, when God created, listen, the, the, the Edenic story that we have written to us, and there's many different ways to interpret it. I'm not here to discuss that this morning. But we must understand that this was a place, in its primary essence, Eden was a place where God could dwell with His creation. Where God's family and God could commune and dwell together. There was a place the Bible tells us wherein was the tree of life, wherein was the water of life, there was necessity, there was uh, uh, things to sustain them in everything and facet that they stood in. And God said, This is good. That's what he said about it. Friends, listen to me now, and we need to understand. What God deemed is good is not going to be thrown in the trash. Friends, listen to me. We see the same thing portrayed uh, in the book of Genesis as it's portrayed in the book of Revelation. What started in a garden will end in a city. What God started and he said it is good is still good. Amen and that's where we're headed amen. back to, amen uh, transition, and that's what we need to understand and then we see the intermediator uh, the intercessor, the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the trinity, we see him step into the timeline of humanity, what is he doing he is, uh, listen, he is drawing people back, amen uh, when John the revelator uh, when John the revelator, he is the revelator when we wrote the gospel, uh, in the 14th chapter of John, he said let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me for my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you he said I go to prepare a place if I go to prepare a place I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also Uh, friends listen to me Uh, we need to understand when John wrote these things what he was saying uh, was that I am making a way through the cross wherein many mansions, i.e. tabernacles or temples, can be found in my Father's house, which was a future prophecy of Acts 2 when he talks about the pouring out of the Spirit as cloven tongues descending from one and falling upon many. I know I'm preaching fast, so listen quick. I'm recording it. You can listen to it again. Friends, listen. We, uh, We must understand Listen, Christ came, uh, listen, he came to, that's what I said primarily in this, uh, uh, and the outstart of this message, he came to seek and to save uh, that which was lost. Amen. Amen. So now listen, uh, keep this in your mind. Now listen, I want you to close your eyes if you have to. If you don't have to close your eyes to envision it, fine. But now Ezekiel is caught away in the Spirit of God. He brought him to the door of the house. And all of a sudden, he says, I see waters issued out from under the right side, uh, under the threshold of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east. Now, what do we see here? Primarily, we see a picture of the temple. Now, remember, listen, Ezekiel is a prophet. Uh, uh, Listen, in the times of exile. He's seen the children of Israel forsake God. He's seen the children of Israel go away from God and leave God. Francis. But listen, I've been listening. what Ezekiel is seeing right here is a, rest- a restoration and a hope and a help through somebody somewhere. He don't know who it is. Friends, listen, I I want the United States of America, the globalized world, most of all, primarily, I want the gospel church that is saved, washed in the blood of Jesus. Listen, I want you to hear me, friends. Listen, when Jesus made the declaration to Peter in the conversation by the campfire, he said, listen, on this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Friends, listen to me. Hey, don't let that get by. Save people. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you something. Hey, it's time that we is saved, born again people. Friends, listen. I'm telling you the political system, the right wing and the left. They're not going to fix it. There's no savior in the White House. There's no savior in Congress. Hey, but I'm looking beyond this judicial system. I'm looking to the high King of heaven. Uh, listen, uh, because I know that there's a promise, that there's hope, and there's freedom. Yes. Amen. Hey. Listen, I, I, well, people say, Preacher, what are we going to have to go through down here? I don't know. <laughs> listen, uh, uh, we see in Congress... Uh, The inauguration of our new president. And he is our president. Amen. Amen. A lot of people don't like me saying that. But tough. We need to understand this. God is greater than all. In the midst of what we feel, think, and see is untenable or uh, we think it is absolutely an abomination listen and there's a lot of things that are going on in this country not only this country but across this world they are ungodly without question my friends listen to me but i I'm glad, friends, listen. In the 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews, the author wrote this. He said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Listen, vengeance is not mine to execute or serve. It is his. He said, just serve faithfully. Walk where I walk. Amen. listen, he said, if you'll be my people, I will be your God. Amen. Amen. My friends, listen, I'm telling you something. We may be living... Listen, in the days of Exodus, we we really might. amen. amen. Listen, I tell you, we've uh, we fallen, uh, we fallen servants of the uh, of the taskmaster. Our yeah. uh, friends, listen, and we're living in a place and a time. I uh, listen, where we can't revert back. Uh, the task, the heavy hand uh, and the burden of the taskmaster amen. is resting on the church. Hey, but you know what the church did? how uh, They prayed, amen. 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 Uh, uh, friends, they said, God. Sent a deliverer, amen. And they prayed for 430 years, Miss K. Amen. They listen in the midst of all their adversity. They continued without ceasing to pray, amen. And I'm glad that there was a little baby that was a, a, floated down the river in the ark of bulrush, a, a pitched in slime, amen. And Pharaoh's daughter grabbed him out of the river. Uh, listen, uh, not only she had no idea uh, that she held uh, the deliverer uh, in her hands. Friends, uh, listen, I know that Mary, uh, listen, that she heard uh, Gabriel when he attested to her, uh, Blessed art thou among women. Uh, listen, but when she held that baby in her arms uh, for the first time, uh, she didn't have a recollection. Uh, uh, listen, that all oh, Of history would never be the same. Amen. 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 33 and a half years later, that baby that she held in her arms and she cried with tears of joy, she watched her baby embraced to an old, rugged cross. Amen. Listen, but she had, all she seen was her little baby lamb. Amen. But what she didn't realize is, listen, she didn't birth a lamb into this world. She birthed a lion. And listen, what that lion had done to the, why do we believe in the virgin and conception of the cause of the third person of the Godhead when he conceived Mary in his womb. You know what that allowed? That allowed the lion to come down from heaven and put on, listen, a lamb's wool and live 33 and a half years. And he went to the cross of Calvary. And listen, they lacerated, they pierced and eviscerated the lamb's wool. But little did they know they were unlike. Bleaching the land. Amen. <laughs> from a tree flowed blood and water. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Remember that? Yeah. From a tree. From a tree. In the ident in the, in the, in the picture that we have, from a tree flowed water. Yeah. Amen. From a tree, flowed water. And Ezekiel over there, listen, he comes uh, and he's carried into a temple atmosphere. You remember, uh, where does the temple come into play? Amen. You remember in John chapter 2, this is why this is so important. So many people today, they're looking, they're forward looking for a third temple to be built in a geographical place called Israel. And listen to me, I I know that I have a different end time belief than most people. You know what? They don't bother me. We can agree on different kinds of things like that, but uh, agree or disagree. But friends, listen to me. What we must come to the conclusion on is this. The words of Christ. In John 2, he says this. When he's standing at the temple, he looks to the temple kit. The apostles are behind him. The Jews are in front of him, and Jesus is looking at the temple. He said, I'm going to tear this thing down. In three days, I'm going to rebuild it. The Jews came back to him and said, this temple was in building 40 and 6 years. And you say you're going to rebuild it in 3 days. And then Jesus looked to his disciples only. He said, I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about my body. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to me. We must concede with the text. Her friends, listen. That the third temple was built when Merrick was conceived owned by the Holy Spirit of God. What did she birth? She birthed the temple. Amen. In Revelation 12, we see the woman wandering in the wilderness. Who is that woman? That's the elect lady, Israel. Amen. And she come down all through the eons and ages of the Old Testament. And she bore a man child. Amen. And when she bore a man child, she burst the temple. Now listen, and who lives in that temple? The eternal priest, the Bible said in Hebrew. Seven, for he is holy, harmless. Now listen, without sin, separate from sinners. Now listen, he is the eternal priest that reigns in the eternal priesthood. In Ezekiel, he's looking. He says, "What is this?" He said, "We're in the time of exile." He said, "But I see life." When the old testament, when the new testament, when we when we speak of water, we're talking about life. Amen. Amen. Water is substance to the soul. Listen, it quenches the parchment. Friends, listen, it it brings and yields forth the vegetables of the earth. Water is a sign of hope. Amen. In Ezekiel gets down here and he says verse 2 he said then brought me out of the way of the gate northward (coughs) and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward and behold (coughs) there raneth out waters on the right side so Ezekiel sees it God takes him and carries him over to the north side. Places him at the throne. And he sees from a, uh, from a picturesque view of the throne. And what he sees is he sees waters issuing out of the kingdom. Flowing down up the right side. Uh, listen, at the eastern gate. What was he seeing? He was seeing what happened in John 4 when Jesus came to the Samaritan woman and Jesus enters into a conversation with her. In verse 7 he says, "Uh, Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. Listen to this conversation now. The woman of Samaria said unto him, How is it thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me? Which I'm a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Friends, listen to me. We need to understand, listen, in this racial divide that we stand in, in this social climate that we're in. Friends, listen to me. There's a lot of people, they they try and listen. And and There's a lot of people going to get mad at what I say right here in just a few minutes. But I'm going to tell you, they've been mad at me before and they're going to be mad at me again. Mm -hmm. Friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. Listen, racism is a thing. It runs deeper than color. Amen. Uh, I racism runs across economic sca- uh, status. Racism runs across color status. Uh, racism ha- uh, runs across social divides. Francis I'm going to tell you what, the world hates the Christian church. You know what that is? Yeah. That's right. It's racism. That's but, Francis listen to I me. Mean, that's why I told you, ultimately, Every single one of us must face the facts of what the gospel tells us. What is this really about? It's really about the cross. Amen. There is no great. There is no small. There is no color. There is no economic status. There's only sinners and a savior. Amen. That's what it boils down to. But this woman comes and she says, You can't even talk to me. Jesus said, I can do whatever I want. Amen. Amen? Yeah. I'm telling you something today. There's a lot of people... I Listen that our carnal minded thinkers They say well God can't Listen I'm going to preach a rabbit trail here for this to me Listen they say God can't Amen I Listen I love that story it's, listen, it's actually in John 5 You probably hear it Wednesday night At the pool of Bethesda there was a man that was crippled and lame I listened from his youth up, and the Bible said that an the angel would come down at a certain time of the year and season, and he would trouble the water. And the first one into the water, I would be healed. Yeah. Hey, man, this is what I love about Christ. Yeah. Friends, Humanity yeah. sets stipulations. Yeah. They set rules. Yeah. They tell us laws, yeah. and they implement ordinances. Yeah. But then Jesus shows up. Yeah. Jesus looked at the lame man, he said, Will thou be made whole? What was he asking? He said, Don't you want to be healed, son? Yeah. And with brokenness I can see in his eyes, he looked up to Jesus. He said, I I can't get there. Every time I get my crippled bones rolled up yeah. to get into the water, yeah. somebody beats me in the water. Yeah. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Friends, listen to me. We need to be understanding today that our hope, that our confidence is not in humanity. It is in Christ and Christ alone. Amen. woman, listen, the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well is deep, From whence hast thou this living water? (laughs) She's confused. I would have been too. Then she says, Are you greater than our father Jacob? Then she goes all the way back to Jacob's well. and said, Jacob dug this well. Are you telling me that you're greater than he is? (laughs) Hey, she didn't have a clue
1: who she was talking to.
0: Amen. Art thou greater than our father Jacob was, gave us this well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Yeah. Amen. What was he drawing symbolism on? He said, listen, Jacob was a great man. Listen, he was the son of Abraham, the father of faith, of which I initiated my covenant, my first covenant. But he said, I'm greater than Jacob is. I'm greater than Abraham is. And when Moses asked, whom shall I swear by? He said, he said, swear by me. I am he that you speak with. Am I greater than Jacob? Yes. I'm, I'm greater than Jacob ever Yes. Jesus answered, said unto her, Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again. Oh, friends, today, listen. I want, I listen to the people of this world today to hear me clearly, plainly. Her friends, when I say, stop trying to find satisfaction in the answers that are provided by this present world. Amen. Listen to, I'm going to preach to you now. The church has found herself in this frame of mind. Listen, I talk to a lot of people from a lot of different churches, a lot of different counties and states. And I get this overwhelming perception. We're never, we ain't what we once was, preacher and we'll never be again. That's, right. That's the perception. Yeah. Yes. Why? It's because we are trying to find right. an answer to our thirst right. in this world. Right. True. Philip Robinson. I was talking to Philip several months ago and well, I appreciate old men of God, yes, wise amen. men. Amen. And I said, Philip, you know, I said, I, listen, I, I, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell Timber, it's my heart this morning. I said it's, it's discouraging. Amen. Listen, yes, well, we yes, went into this thing in March. I tried to have an upbeat attitude, amen, amen, because I thought, well, we'll be back in church by April, May, June at the latest. Well, May and June got here. And we ain't going back. And uh, then we see where July we went in, we had to come out. Yeah. Then we get back over there, we went back in. Me and Mandy get it. We're back out. Yeah. I transition to me. I listen, and we and, and, and I'm longing and I'm praying the whole time. Transition. Yeah. You know what I hadn't seen in months, what you haven't seen yeah. in months. I hadn't seen spilled tears yeah. at an altar. Yeah. Hey, I hadn't seen people yeah. begging to be saved. Yeah. Friends, listen. Yeah. I hadn't seen yeah. saved born again. Christians hungry for revival. Amen. I said, Philip, boy, that's discouraging. He said, I'll tell you what, Chris, I don't go on what I see anymore. I go on by what I feel. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Boy, I, and I'm going to tell you one thing. You close your eyes right now. I listen. I, I close my eyes right now and I know what I feel. Don't you, Miss Kay? Hey, man, I told Kip this morning, I know that we've got a lot of folks out in the the parking lot this morning, a lot of people watching online, I understand that. But as far as the populace in here, reminds me of a Saturday evening conference up in the mountains. There's just a handful of us. Hey, but it's not what you see. If you close your eyes, what do you feel? drinks of this one will thirst again. True. Amen. I love this next verse. He said, now listen. But, whosoever. Don't you love how John uses whosoever? <laughs> yeah. Remember where that you used in another place? John 3.16. Yeah. Whosoever. Yeah. Aren't you glad there's provision for whosoever? Uh-huh. Amen. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, I shall never thirst. But the water I shall give him shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. This woman said, said unto him, said, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Friends, listen, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not going to go on with the conversation right there because time won't uh, let us because i want to get on with a few things right here. But what we're seeing right here, we're seeing the fulfillment of the already. When I get to Revelation 22, you'll see the not yet. Zechariah 13 said, uh, listen, that he was coming and he was going to, what was he going to do? He was going to open up a fountain, the Bible says. He was going to open up a fountain to, the, uh, and to, the, uh, to Israel and the inhabitants of Judah. Amen. He was going to establish a new way. Uh, friends, listen. What you remember in the, uh, in the Eden event, you'll find where uh, after the fall that there was cherubim's place to guard the tree of life. What else were they guarding? They were guarding the water. Yeah. Amen. Well, preacher, how do you know that? Go read Psalms 1. What does, what, what does Psalms 1 say? Tree planted by the water. Amen. Ezekiel came and he said, you know you listen, flip back and read Ezekiel right there. You, in ezekiel thirty seven you'll see where Ezekiel had a vision. one time he said he was standing in the middle of the desert. He said, when he surveyed the landscape, he didn't see nothing but dead men's bones everywhere. That's right. yeah. And then the Spirit of God, the breath, the wind, the uh, listen, the Greek word pneuma, the Old Testament word ruach, uh, when we see used in Genesis 1 3 when the Spirit moved upon yeah. the face of the deep. That's what Ezekiel saw in Ezekiel 37, when the Spirit of God moved on dead men's bones, yeah. ankle to ankle, knee to knee, hip to hip. Yeah. Hey, man, our yeah. plans, listen, and they begin to assemble themselves. Ezekiel's seeing this vision He said I saw dead men's bones Reassembled by the Spirit of God Not only did I see dead men's bones I stood and I seen Where the dead men's bones Had now put on flesh I seen a Savior I seen a King I seen the water Flowing from the throne Amen <laughs> So you got to put it all together then he comes to the woman at the well of Samaria and he says, listen, if you keep drinking out of this well, you're going to yeah. thirst to death. Yeah. Yeah. He said, but the well that I shall give. Talking about the opening, listen, of the fountain, Listening, and, and where do we get this from? That, that's why I want you to pay attention to Acts 2. Go read Acts 2, what happened In Acts 2, when the Spirit of God came on the day of Pentecost, the Bible uses the term cloven. What does cloven mean? This is important. Cloven means descending from one and branching into many. One river and a lot of creeks. And within those that are saved... Washed in the blood of Jesus, the Spirit of God that Ezekiel saw in 37 that spoke to the dead men's bones and made them come to life. When he says up residence inside this tabernacle, he opens up the stream that Ezekiel saw in 47. Amen. And and then we get uh, this—we get this understanding. Okay. Now we see that Jesus is the third temple. We see uh, that we are the temple and the tabernacle of God. That's what Paul said. We see that the Spirit and the water of life flows in us. Now it already is. Hey, but that's not the best part. Why feel like preaching? I'm trying to work my way through this pretty quick. Listen. Now you remember, we see where Jesus comes in. What does he reestablish? He reestablishes what was surrendered in the garden. Right? Adam and Eve surrendered the tree. They surrendered the river because of their disobedience. Amen? They surrendered it. Well, I'm glad the captain of our salvation, Amen. What was once surrendered was claimed again at Calvary. And the Bible tells us, and forthwith (laughs) at Calvary there came forth blood and water. This is what he was talking to to the woman, uh, the lady of Samaria. Forthwith from the cross of Calvary comes blood and water. What was opened again? The tree was opened back up. Where the cherubim stood and kept the way of the tree of life was opened again at Calvary. So we see the already. And then we get over to John the Revelator. And John the Revelator, he tells us in closing of 22, the Bible says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side, not listen I'm going to point something out right here. I want you to listen to what this says. In the midst of the street of it, one, and on either side, two, three, of the river was there a tree of life <laughs> we started with one tree and we end with trees okay work with me. I'm not crazy I said this just a few minutes ago but I'm going to read it to you so you don't think I'm crazy We'll read to you Psalms 1. What does he say in Psalms 1? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Yes that bringeth forth his fruit and his season; his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. But I want you to pay attention to verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. My uh, friends, listen to me. I'm glad that the already aspect of it right now is that we, as Job said, he said, for there's hope of a tree if it be hewn down. At what? Why is there hope? At the shit of water. We are God's. Trees, Preacher friend of mine from Ball Ground texted me. I went over there. I visited with him the other day. He texted me and he said, listen, he said, I listened to your message Sunday. reminding reminded me of my favorite word, a verse in the book of Psalms. It says, and the trees of the Lord are full of sap. Amen. Yeah. I, friends, listen. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, friends, listen. Yeah. I'm glad that what has been started here yeah. already is still not yet. Amen. Hi friends, listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, there's a lot of people they think, well, our friends, listen, listen, I, I want you to buckle up and hold on here now. Uh, listen, they think that heaven is the end. It's the beginning. Heaven, listen to me. Heaven is the place between now and eternity. Heaven is the place where Jesus is, where God's saints go. Amen. Uh, Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay. But there's coming a day when this whole thing shall come to a consummation. All things are going to end. Peter tells us, he said, "Then all the works in this earth shall be burnt with a fervent heat. Amen. Amen. Uh, Transition to me, and there's a lot of people they want uh, they want to get a kingdom back here on uh, this present earth and this physical reign with sin in this body. It ain't happening. It's not in the Bible. Amen. Hey man, when the end of this age comes to consummation, this is where we get into Revelation 21 and 22. Now we see the lively millennium of the already, but we only have a vision of the not yet. What's coming? People, uh, listen. People tell me I'm crazy all the time. Listen, I got used to it by now. When I say heaven's not the end, why? Why do I say that? Well, read what does Revelation 21: 1 verse say? I want you to read this because I'm not crazy. It's what the Bible says. What did He say? I saw a new heaven. Amen. Not only did He have a new heaven, kept, He said, I saw a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So, if you think I'm crazy, don't agree with the Bible. The Bible tells us this first heaven, this first earth, they're going to vanish away because they're part of the already. But the new heaven and the new earth Amen. is the not yet. Yes. Amen. Amen. What is the not yet? The not yet is the victorious, glorious, finished work of Eden that God will reestablish with his family in that new place. And the Bible says, And I, John, he said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down up from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, we will dwell with him, They shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Listen, boy, I could preach and preach and preach. uh, But listen, just to wind this up, listen, I want to end this sermon with this and then we get over here to Revelation 22 and we see when Ezekiel prophesied, uh, we see the waters issued out of the tree at the cross of Christ through Calvary. Uh, Listen, and then we get over here and the finished work of the of Ezekiel's vision is a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of it now listen to me what's planted in this city trees plural trees who are these trees the redeemed of God amen You shall be like a tree planted by the river of water, is what David said. Where does that come back into play? John picks it back up in Revelation 22, uh, verse number 2. And he said, you remember what David said about that tree planted by the water? He said, I see it again. Amen. God's trees planted by the river of water in his beautiful garden. Amen. Amen. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. That's another 45 minutes. I love the Word of God. Amen. The manifold mysteries and the great extent of the Word of God is is beyond my comprehension. Every time I get to a place, I think, "Boy, I've got this figured out." I, I listen. I, I, it's like holding on to the tail of the wine. Amen. Here's the long for the ride. And there shall be no more curse. What's the curse? Death. What was death instituted at the fall? Death initiated sin. Sin resides over all humanity. But in this place, where the trees are planted by the river of water in a new Eden, in a new heaven, and a new earth, the Bible tells us there's no more curse. The throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall be in shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads and I've said this many times and I'm going to close with this but uh, listen Revelation 22 really brings to life what what John also said in his epistle when he said "Uh, beloved we know not what we shall be but we know that when we shall see him we shall be like him we shall see him as he is. Yes. Right. Amen. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. Hey, Jesus, Amen. you, I'm glad I'm redeemed by the grace of God. My heart's desire and my yearning today is, listen, I believe we're living in a point in time, listen, I, I preached on this, I, I can't remember, two or three, or four Wednesday nights ago when we got to this, uh, I believe it was the second part of, of the Gospel of John a, a, in the fourth chapter when we talked about that the fields are wide under the harvest yes. and the labors are few. Yes. I'm telling you, we can look at this as something that we'll never recover from or we can see it as God sees it uh-huh. and see that there's more lost people now than there ever has been in the history of time. We can communicate the gospel. I tell you what, there's never been a time when people are more afraid of death than they are today. Amen. There's never been a better or easier witness tool for a Christian living in the days of COVID-19 to come up to somebody and say, do you know where you're going when you die? No, listen, God has laid it on a silver platter. Yep. Right. This is the fear of, of of humanity. Not not in the United States. I'm talking about globally. Right. The primary concern of every individual's mind is death. Right. Am I going to die? Right. Let me tell you where you can go. That's right. <laughs> Uh, this is where the church needs to stand. This is where I need to stand. God's gave us a, 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 the ultimate witness to it. He's surrounded it with us. This is one thing that, that humanity fears the most. We can't conquer it. We can't cure it. There's no pills. There's no medicine don't matter how much money we throw at it, how much drugs we throw at it, people still die. Amen. Do you know where you're going? Amen. Do you really know yes. where you're going? Amen. As we stand to our feet this morning, Brother Kip, if you would, come with a song. I don't know what's on your heart. And if you would, come with the piano, please. Thankful for the Spirit of God today. I tell you, listen, we as a a church, we've got a lot to pray for. We've got a lot of sick. We've got a a lot of people that, uh, listen, I want to say this. There comes a place and time uh, uh, when, when, when we ourselves can't pray.